everyone to HomeKit Insider, Apple Insider's best podcast. I am here, as always, with my buddy, Stephen Robles. How you doing, Stephen? Good. Now, I don't know about this whole best podcast thing. I'm not sure. You know, we do have another one. I'm just saying, between the two, right. this is clearly the superior podcast. I will say unequivocally, it's the best HomeKit-based podcast we do. <laughs> and the best HomeKit-based podcast in general. But anyway... Talking about HomeKit stuff, man, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. So let's jump in. Some news pieces. Wemo came out with a brand new smart plug. They had a smart plug before. And when I saw this news, I was like, well, I just got one. So I don't understand what's different. They've had like five smart plugs before. Yeah, they've had a bunch. So this one is now super small. You can get it for 25 bucks on Belkin's website directly. I'm sure it'll be available other places as well. But super small and compact. Uh, it's much thinner. I know the one that I have is pretty wide, you know, goes like past the outlet cover is how wide it is. Uh, but so this one's a lot more compact. I think it'll actually give you better access to the other plug on a two outlet receptacle because uh, mine also kind of blocks the the other plug. So I believe the last gen you could hit, you could use both plugs because they just made it really wide is what it was before in like the last gen HomeKit one. I think it was just about twice the width of this. Right. Somewhere in that realm. But it was still like that narrow block. Now it's literally, I think, two inches wide. Like it's super itty bitty. Like this is such a small home kit outlet. Yeah, so it looks good. And so it's available. You can get it now. Uh, pretty reasonable for a smart plug. So check that out. So relating to that, I was wondering, do you remember? I'm kind of still waiting to hear from, from Belkin and Wemo on this. And this when this announced, it made me think of that back from CES this year. Did you see their other switch that they announced at CES? Was it a, a in-the-wall switch, right? No, it was another plug that actually looked pretty much identical to this one. But it did something different that we have not really seen before in the HomeKit space. Which was what? I forget. So the other one was actually, instead of being a smart switch that you control with HomeKit, like telling it to turn on and off like your lamp that is plugged into the switch, the other one actually monitored the energy and was used as like a passive sensor. It was an energy monitoring sensor and you could trigger your home automations based on when this thing was drawing power. So the idea being, if you've got maybe a wireless charger on your nightstand, you go to bed and whenever you set your phone on that charger, turns off your lights and sets your good night scene. Or maybe you go into the bathroom and you set it down on a wireless charger in there. It detects that drawing of power and then turns on your bathroom lights or whatever it is that you want to do. I don't know. Huh. Pick up a you know pick a scenario. But the idea is you can trigger scenes based on power. So whenever power starts to being drawn or powers stop drawing, it'll trigger certain scenes. I could see that in my morning scene, like because when I go to bed, I'm often on my phone, so I want to turn off my lights and keep using my phone. But maybe in the morning, you know, I'm putting my phone on the charger. And when I'm getting up, that's when I pick up my phone. So I could see like when I get out of bed in the morning and I pick up my phone, using that to turn on like my good morning scene, turning on the lights in the house, opening my shades, all that kind of stuff. But it's just kind of a passive sensor that you can trigger all of your stuff based on power draw. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. So it was announced back at CES, but we haven't heard anything from it yet. Uh, They haven't really shared anything, but... They announced this guy at CES as well. Okay. I'm like 90% sure. So this thing is out. So maybe, hopefully, we'll see that other HomeKit sensor outlet smart plug uh, very shortly. So we also had a listener tweet us a link. This is Lennon, 
And we'll put a link in show notes to this article. He has a website called movingelectrons.net. But he sent us a HomeKit-compatible laser tripwire that he built himself. He says in the article many times that it's simple, but he also did some 3D printing to, to create a mount and all this kind of stuff. But he actually has a laser tripwire that is connected to HomeKit via HomeBridge. And whenever the tripwire is broken, you know, someone walks across it or that laser is interrupted, he gets a notification on his home app that uh, it was tripped. So pretty cool. He's got awesome pictures on here, diagrams about how he did it all. And again, that link will be in show notes. I encourage you to check it out. Pretty fun. And if you're really creating kind of a, uh, I don't know, Ocean's Eleven bank vault style <laughs> security system in your house, laser tripwires would be uh, pretty cool to have. So yeah, check that out. If anyone out there tries this, I really want to know how it works. I really want to do this myself, but I'm the amount of time that I would spend doing this is probably more than I <laughs> should be spending on a, on a project at this moment in time. I really want to try. I've gone down some crazy rabbit holes with crazy home kit w- weird projects, and I want to try this so bad. But I also don't have any practical application for this in my house at the moment but i want to try it so bad it looks just really fun it does look really fun it is again he says it's simple i'm sure it's you know if you follow his directions to a t you know i'm sure anybody could do it but yeah definitely a lot of parts and stuff to get and you do have to have some familiarity with homebridge which we'll talk about in a little bit but anyway it's really cool check out the article in show notes thanks lennon for tweeting us and kudos for developing a HomeKit laser tripwire. That's pretty cool. So another piece of news, Eve updated their app with some brand new features specifically for the Eve Aqua. And I have one of these Eve Aquas. You can put it on a water spigot outside your house and you can actually control, you know, water coming in and out as far as turning it on or off. But now the Eve HomeKit app was updated where you can actually trigger schedules and watering based on weather forecasts. And you can even have Siri stop the schedule you already have set up. And there's some deep Siri shortcuts integration now. And so the forecast thing is pretty cool because you can say if the forecast is calling for rain, pause the schedule or suspend the schedule and it won't run your Eve Aqua for that day or that time that it's scheduled for rain. So some pretty cool updates. What else have you uh, seen in that update? Well, I was really excited about this, to be honest, because I run two different watering systems in my house right now. I have the Orbit Beehive, which we've mentioned this before. People in the home get space are annoyed about it because they literally were shipping out these Beehive units with HomeKit pairing codes on them in anticipation that support was going to be there. And here we are a huge amount of time later, and HomeKit is still not there. Mm. But... The Beehive is a very reliable piece of gear, and it is still a fantastic watering system without HomeKit. So I do use that one for my garden beds up front, and it has all the stuff that you'd expect from like a smart watering system. You can do different zones, and you can uh, schedule everything and break everything apart, and it has the automatic detection of weather. So I literally will get just now, like literally just um, last night or this morning, I got an alert from the Beehive app and it's like, hey, we've discovered or we've um, noticed upcoming rain in the forecast for tomorrow. We've gone ahead and paused your watering schedule for the next 24 hours. Hmm. So it just automatically stops your watering. There's no need to do it. It just, it works. It's really nice. I like it a lot. Just wish HomeKit support was there. Uh, But then there's the Eve Aqua, which is still a great piece of kit 
as well. I really, really like it, but it is, you know, just like all of Eve's gear, 100% home kit, which means you do run into certain limitations. So the Eve Aqua is Bluetooth, as is the Orbit Beehive, but the Beehive connects to a little, oh gosh, it almost seems like it's a little bit hacked together, mm. but it's like a, it's a Bluetooth bridge piece and it plugs into the wall and it's literally a Bluetooth adapter <laughs> that is, um, it's like USB and it's like glued into a wall, uh, like an outlet piece, like a, a prong to like plug into the wall. Oh my. So that's what it looks like. It's literally like a, a USB dongle plugged into a USB power adapter. And then you plug that into the wall and that's your Wi-Fi bridge. So your beehive connects to this thing, which gets you online and makes it, that's how it you know connects all the time. And it's able to update itself based on the forecast and everything like that. It works very nicely, but the... Eve, the Eve Aqua, is Bluetooth and only HomeKit. So there was no way of doing that. You had to, like, the forecast part at least. It was You could set a schedule and everything, but there was no way for it to kind of react to the weather natively in the app. Mm. And they came out with a great way of getting that forecast stuff in there. Like you mentioned, there's now robust Siri shortcut capabilities. They created a shortcut that you can run, and when you do, it uses the weather app to check the precipitation chance for your location. If it does detect like upcoming weather in your time frame or whatever, it will go ahead and suspend your water for a certain amount of time. And if it's like checked before noon, it'll pause it for that day. And if you check it after noon, it'll go ahead and pause it like for that day and for tomorrow. So they have a whole bunch of little conditionals in there. They make it really smart. So the downside is it's still a manual process. You still have to say, you know, check my watering and it'll go ahead and check the weather and then it'll pause it if it needs to. Otherwise, it'll go ahead and pause it for the next day or whatever it calls for. It's it's very well thought out. I really like how they did it. It sucks that it's still manual, but there is no way that I know of right now to kind of automate that completely on its own within HomeKit. There's just no... I don't think there's anything like there's no triggers in the HomeKit automations for weather. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So like there's like time of day and all of that, but there's nothing based on weather conditionals. The way they did it, it works great. I've been testing this out. Uh, I use my Evaqua for my raised garden beds in the back, and it's fantastic. It's super responsive. Works great. The only downside is because it is outside. A lot of people have issues with connectivity to like their bridge which is of course where the eve extend comes into play if it's too far away use the eve extend and basically just bridge your eve aqua to the wi-fi and you're all set but otherwise i've been impressed with the eve aqua a ton have you used that a bit yet i have it's pretty cool i did have an extender also because i needed that to reach the backyard and that's where i have mine the extender worked great so i have solid connection to it Uh, i really like it my one question for you is i struggled to get like zero drippage from the eve aqua like where it connects so i mean again I, i have an old house so old like garden hose connections but when i turn on the spigot it either like kind of leaks or drips a little bit from around the screwed on ring between the aqua and the spigot. Okay. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering if you had any tips on that. We've talked about this before when we talked about my leaks that I had in the bathroom, right? which were caused by our crazy high water pressure and crazy high water pressure impacts my gardening as well because it's pumping a ton of water pressure through there. And like the hoses will just get 
<laughs> really, really tight and like hard to bend them a little bit. So I, I even get cautious, like buying like a cheap hose yeah. to make sure it's going to hold up to the pressure that is in them as they're getting moved around and stuff. But the issue I ran into was similar where my house has one outdoor faucet. Okay. One. Hmm. So to get water in the back and everywhere else, I literally need a four-way splitter. Wow. My grandma actually, like I tried a few of them and I was running like two, oh, a two-way splitter and then connecting another two-way splitter to that one. <laughs> and it was ridiculous. My thought, my watering thing was ridiculous looking. And then actually a few weeks ago, my grandma was like cleaning out her garage and she found this four-way splitter that my grandfather had bought, you know, many years ago. Yeah. And she was like, who in the world would buy a four-way splitter? <laughs> Only your papa would buy something this dumb. And I'm like, actually, can I have that? Because I actually, <laughs> I, I very much need that at my house. And she's like, here you go. Your papa always coming through for you. He's gone, but he's still coming through for you. And I was like, look at that. That's so I have a, a, now a four-way splitter on there. And it's a very nice one. But I did have issues with certain ones leaking because of the high water pressure. Right. It was just causing issues. Like they were not a good seal. So for me, what I had to do was I just, I, I originally did have my Eve leaking in that exact same spot. And I was going to email support and just ask like, is it supposed to do this? I know I have high water pressure, but I feel like this thing should not be leaking this much. And I thought I had a faulty unit or something. And I just played with the O-ring in there and I tried it on a different like spigot. All good. No issues at all. So for me, it was just kind of playing around with the making sure that connection was really tight and making sure it was threaded on yeah. smoothly and making sure there was no weird thing there. So if I were you, I would pick up like a jumper, like the six inch ones that kind of help you navigate corners and everything. Yeah. I would connect that to your spigot and then connect the Eve to that. Okay. Especially that would be brand new and that might give you better success in making sure there's no leaks there. It was really just kind of a freak thing. I had a lot of water pressure, and it, I don't know if it just wasn't on right, but I just re-threaded it and tried it on a different little spigot there, and no problems. Everything was good. Okay, very cool. Check out that Eve app update, and of course the Eve Aqua. We'll put a link to show notes to that product as well. It's pretty cool. All HomeKit compatible, so you can see it right in the Home app. I know, and unlike the other ones, you can view all the monitoring too yes. in the Eve app. Right. You can actually see like your water consumption, your flow rate, like all this stuff. That's the only thing is I don't know my flow rate. So I don't, I know it's not accurate because I've got so much water pressure and everything. I just have no idea how much water I'm pumping through this thing. So that's the only thing I wish I, I knew better how to monitor to know how much I was using, but I am on well water. So I'm not worried as much about how much, like it literally pumps up through my front yard and then right. goes right back into my front yard. So I'm just like cycling in a giant circle, just costing me my electricity to run, you know, the water pump out of the well. But I know anyone who's actually paying for city water or anything, oh, yeah. they are definitely going to care how much water they are using, being able to conserve more of that, not overpaying or overwatering. Um, here in Ohio, I don't know about where you are, Stephen, but it has been nuts it has been so dry and so hot oh, yeah. my yard that we have spent so much money fertilizing everything has just turned brown mm. <laughs> and i've been i have been tr putting on a sprinkler and stuff like that a little bit but yeah it's been rough trying to keep all of our veggies and everything alive and i do not think i would be able to do it without the the beehive and the the eve aqua because there's no way to be able to water them as much as they need and on a regular schedule and everything so they've definitely saved you know, all of our gardens in the front and our veggies in the back. Yeah. Living in Florida, you know, we moved into this house almost 10 years ago and I did not have Eve Aqua 
because it didn't exist. And so I also didn't have irrigation. So I was manually turning on water sprinklers and moving them around the yard. And I did not have the time nor the patience to continue doing that. So my yard is dead. And so I don't... (laughs) I don't have a ton of uh, stuff to to worry about there, but yes, I know about hot and dry for sure. We have a lot of <laughs> dead grass down here in Florida. Oh yeah. So one other follow-up piece of information: I had talked about my Eufy cam, the indoor 2K cam that does not require a hub. I think I actually forgot to mention that in the actual episode. But the the Eufy cam that had the firmware update that adds HomeKit support, yeah, HomeKit secure video even, it does not require a hub, which is great. But I was trying to conduct experiments to see if I update the firmware, can I then factory reset and add just via HomeKit without the Eufy app? And it turns out I could not. So I removed the Eufy cam from home and the Eufy app and reset it. And scanning the HomeKit QR code, it does not allow me to add it to HomeKit directly. Um, I did not have the Eufy app on my phone. I was trying to do it just via HomeKit Secure Video like the Circle View does. And it would not work. And so I re-downloaded the Eufy app and I had to add the camera there first. And then I could add it to HomeKit Secure Video. And I have to keep it in both places. I have to keep it in my Eufy account. And the indoor cam has like this button on the back for syncing. You hold the button for two seconds, it starts beeping. And that's when the Eufy app can detect it and sync it. And I tried doing that on the HomeKit side, you know, before I added to the Eufy app, I, I scanned the QR code and I did the sync thing. And even while it's beeping, telling me it's in sync mode, HomeKit couldn't find it. And if I didn't do that, just left it alone without it beeping to sync, HomeKit still couldn't find it. And so I'm not sure if that's possible uh, without, uh, I don't think it's possible to add it to HomeKit without first adding it to the Eufy app. So if you have any Eufy cameras and you've had a different experience, Tweet at me, let us know. But as far as I could tell, you have to add it to Eufy in order to get it in your HomeKit app as well. I don't know if you have any experience with that either. I haven't tried to add any cameras other than the two, you know, big ones, the Circle View, Eve Cam, right. directly to HomeKit. Yeah, I haven't played around, but I do have all of the those Eufy cams here that are sitting on my testing table waiting to get through. Okay. I'll definitely keep playing around with them, but it's not just not just Eufy. I want to try with the other cameras I've got around too. I, I just sent back mine to Tatmo, so I don't have that smart indoor camera any longer. But yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Well, as you try the Eufy's, yeah, let me know. All right. So I mentioned Homebridge a little bit ago, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. I know we've covered Homebridge on appleinsider.com, uh, but it's the first time we're talking about it here on HomeKit Insider, the podcast. So I had heard about Homebridge often and from many different sources. And it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know if I want to get into all that, you know, doing this, these terminal stuff. And I don't know what I need to download. So I do use a YouTube DL, which is a service to download YouTube videos. And that took downloading Python and doing terminal commands. So I was like, okay, let me try it. And so I'll put a link to show notes to the GitHub article. It has step-by-step instructions on how to install Homebridge and get it going. It is much easier than I expected. You download Node.js, and that's pretty quick. And then there's, you know, four terminal commands after that to actually install Homebridge and the configuration UI. And then you just put a a local address in your Safari or Chrome web browser, and you actually get a graphical user interface for Homebridge. And it is actually pretty simple. It gives you a QR code to add Homebridge 
to your home app. And then after you do that, you add plugins to Homebridge for different device platforms. And as you add those plugins and sync the Homebridge uh, configuration settings, those devices will automatically be added to your home app. You don't have to keep adding those accessories with the QR code. Once you do the QR code once for Homebridge, then all the devices go into it. And so I did this because I have some older Wemo switches that are not HomeKit compatible. I actually have my entire upstairs area. I have two switches and a smart light bulb. And I was like, let me see if I could get those connected. And I have a security system through Vivint and Vivint is not HomeKit compatible in any way. And I wanted to see if I could get those devices in it as well. And so there's a Wemo plugin. There's actually several that you can get. I'll put a link into show notes for the one that I used, but you actually can search for plugins in the graphical user interface for Homebridge right on your own Safari. I installed the Wemo plugin and restarted Homebridge and boom, all my Wemo devices, my older devices that were unavailable to HomeKit before are in the app. I have access to them. I can put them in a room. The control is working great, super easy, works flawlessly. And then there's also a Vivint security system plugin that you can find. I'll put a link to that one as well. And I installed that plugin. And this one's a little different uh, because I actually had an ADT security system before. And ADT put up the door sensors and my motion detectors and all that. And when I switched to Vivint security, they used all of ADT's sensors. So I didn't get new sensors, but I did get their Vivint smart door lock and a couple security cameras. Now, Homebridge does not do anything with the security cameras. You can't add those to the HomeKit app as far as I could tell right now. The sensors don't show up automatically because they're they're not a Vivint made model. So I didn't get the door sensors in the app, unfortunately. But I did get my front door lock, which is through Vivint, it was added to my home app when I installed the Vivint plugin and restarted Homebridge. And so I can now, with my Vivint smart door lock, which is not HomeKit compatible, I can now lock and unlock my door using Siri. I can use it in shortcuts and automations. I can you know, do everything that you would normally do with a, a HomeKit door lock. And so that's really cool. Uh, obviously, a disclaimer, this is kind of a server that's running on a Mac in your home. So you need to have a Mac that's always on. I actually have an iMac where the display shuts off, but I keep everything running in the background. And that's running this Homebridge now. And it's also running that uh, Logitech HomeKit app that I talked about in a previous episode. So, But they work uh, all the time. I played around with it a bunch yesterday and, and it's working great. So yeah, do you have any Homebridge devices that you've connected that way? I, I do. And I... <laughs> I hate to tell you more things that this is going to be another project for you. I'm just warning you before I even tell you. Love it. Have you heard of Hoobs? H-O-O-B-S? <laughs> Don't Google it while I'm asking you. Okay, I won't Google it. I was just about to. I have not heard of it. Okay. Oh my gosh, Steven. Hoobs is short for HomeKit or HomeBridge out of the box system, I believe. Something along those lines. But it is a ready to go build of Homebridge completely set up with its own UI and everything and it runs on a Raspberry Pi and you don't need your Mac around and there are three options for this so first you can for the experts out there who want to do all this manually you can download Hoobs as a boot image you just put it onto your Raspberry Pi and do everything yourself or 
if you want to, if you're like in the middle, you kind of want to tinker, but you don't want to do a lot, you can actually buy a micro SD card with Hoobs already installed on it. All you have to do is plug it in and you're good to go. Or for the beginners out there who just want to get Homebridge running and just be done, you can actually buy Hoobs in a box. It's literally a little, it's a housing for Raspberry Pi. Everything is already pre-assembled. It is already flashed on there. It comes with the Raspberry Pi, your SD cable, or your ethernet cable, your power supply, uh, instruction manual, all of that. And you just plug this thing in and boom, you have Homebridge running. You can just scan the QR code on it or the HomeKit code and be up and running right away. There's no command line stuff. There's no terminal work literally just immediate access and there's a ton of stuff you can do with it um again you don't have to have your mac running all the time whereas like we may have these you know macs running all the time i feel like a lot of people these days don't have uh you know laptops or a desktop running perpetually in their home and it makes something like this so much more appealing and if a lot of people already have raspberry pis or go buy one online on amazon and then just stick this sd card in there it's 20 bucks for the sd card and it comes with already flashed ready to go and it has its own user i mean it's still running homebridge and they've just built this wonderful interface on top of it to make monitoring easier you can see all the accessories that you connect to it um there's still just a ton of i mean it's everything that works with homebridge is working here just without any of the hassle to set it up when you use homebridge there's so many other ones that work yeah. you know HomeKit now there's like the hive products which are really cool looking if you've seen those it'll work with um i think the simply safe simply safe stuff can be added to HomeKit. uh smart things ring i believe you can hook up so if you want to have that ring doorbell cam showing up in HomeKit, that's a possibility now with homebridge there's a ton you can do and hoobs made it way easier because i've done the manual process so originally our first project that we did with HomeKit on apple insider was i worked with a few developers to create a downloadable flash drive or a little downloadable thing that you just load onto an SD card and put in your uh, Raspberry Pi and you get you get your whole setup for a camera. We actually go through, tell you which camera to buy for your Raspberry Pi and it allows you to create a very low cost Raspberry Pi HomeBridge HomeKit camera. Super easy to do. A little bit after that, uh, the developer behind the Home Plus app, uh, Mateus something that I can't remember off the top of my head, he created it's actually not homebridge but he created a downloadable solution for the raspberry pi as well that was just one stop download it install on your pi that he gives 3d printing files to create a housing for your raspberry pi so you can actually like mount it like you would another HomeKit camera and it's got a bunch of slick features like um it takes a screenshot whenever motion is detected and it saves it into the home plus app so I haven't actually like seen that before, being able to say, save those screenshots for just a regular HomeKit camera, not HomeKit secure video, just a regular HomeKit camera. Yeah. So that was a really neat feature you could do with his, but it was download and just drop it on there. Um, I had issues a lot of times with my other Raspberry Pis and HomeBridge, like things not staying connected and the Raspberry Pi just kind of dying on me and it wasn't reliable. And eventually I, I stumbled upon to Hoobs and boom, I have... Homebridge setup. I've got access in my browser to download and upgrade it and just do everything I want. So this thing is cool. Very cool. The most recent update is like version 3.2 something. Uh, version 3 had like a whole new user interface and stuff to it uh, that launched, I think, like last year. And then 3.2 just dropped in May. If you want to try Homebridge 
you can literally just go download this thing for free. If you want to get a little bit, you know, make it a little bit easier, just buy their SD card for 20 bucks and you're done. And if you literally want just a home kit out of the box, home bridge set up already ready to go, you can buy it directly from them. It supports them as well as getting yourself this home bridge set up to add any other accessories that you have in your home that don't work with home kit yet. It's such a cool thing. I love it. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll be down that rabbit hole as we <laughs> go into the next week. <laughs> and if you didn't know what a Raspberry Pi was, this is like a super cheap PC, like under $100, you get everything you need. And you can set it up to be like you're always on box, you know, to run this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, for those of you who don't have like a standalone Mac desktop somewhere in your house to run this stuff all the time, Raspberry Pi is an awesome option. I know the guys at ATP, Casey Liss uses one of these for really random home stuff. And yeah, it's a pretty cool device. So I'll put a, a link in show notes to the Raspberry Pi as well. It's a, it's a neat little device. Do you have one of those? You have a Raspberry Pi then doing all this? Yeah, I've got, I've got like three of them. So I originally had one set up. I had an older one that I had set up as my original Homebridge one because there was a couple things. It was probably my original Wemos that I was trying to get to connect as well as my Dyson fan. That's another one. I have the uh. Dyson heating and cooling fan and I downloaded Homebridge because I wanted to connect that. Like it was already Wi-Fi connected, but you had to go through the you know the Dyson app and everything and I wanted to be able to automate it with my other smart accessories, my other home kit gear. So I originally, that's what my original goal was to get that one and my Xiaomi air purifier because before the Vocalink VS1, there was no home kit air purifiers. So I had that Xiaomi air purifier, which was great, but it didn't work with home kit. So I downloaded Homebridge to get both of those working with home kit and I did. Um, and it worked great for a while. And then I had some issues with it. It wasn't working correctly. So I kind of went and did the HomeKit camera project and I reused that same Raspberry Pi. And then I got another Raspberry Pi because I wanted to do Mateus's project, creating your own HomeKit camera mm. and testing that out for Apple Insider. So I got another one for that one. So that is one of my HomeKit cameras that I have around still running. Still works great. Very cool. So that was another one that I tried. And then, of course, I ended up getting a third one, I think, and did and been running this one as well to kind of replace my original one for those uh, additional accessories to get them added to HomeKit. So I've been tinkering with this stuff for a while. I've used Raspberry Pis for a while because they're such a low-cost server. I do a decent amount of like web development stuff. Mm. So it was a good little kind of super cheap server to kind of do some stuff with. Yeah. And then I really got into all the HomeKit or the HomeBridge stuff. I haven't used HomeBridge as much recently because there has been such support for HomeKit coming out. And a lot of my devices have transitioned to being, you know, natively HomeKit without having to worry about that. And I ditched my ring because for the security and privacy reasons. And uh, I kind of downgraded my Xiaomi Air Purifier because I picked up the PureFlow from Vocalink. So some of my stuff has transitioned off of HomeBridge as much as it was before. But uh, I still love it. And a lot of people still have these devices around. And this is absolutely clutch for, you know, bringing that HomeKit functionality to them, especially for companies that like pledge support and then never follow through like Ring. Right. <laughs> right. Very cool. Well, I'll put a link in show notes to the Raspberry Pi stuff on Amazon. You could check that out. And we look like we'll probably have some upcoming projects. I know at least for me, I'm going to be messing around with the Hoob stuff and we'll let you know. <laughs> but anyway, let us know what you think. Keep tweeting at us. We have seen awesome engagement on Twitter from all of our HomeKit Insider listeners. Thank you for that. Keep sending in your questions with hashtag HomeKit Insider. If you haven't yet, don't forget to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you could, five stars with a written review would be helpful. 
And you can tweet at Andrew or I or email us. All those links are in show notes as well. And don't forget to check out the other podcast that Apple Insider does. I don't know if... <laughs> the second <laughs> the, not as popular podcast. Uh-huh, right. Yeah, check them out. Yeah, that episode releases every Friday. And again, tune into to HomeKit Insider every Monday. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Thank you.